Hello and welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight, getting ready for the MLS Cup final is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you doing, man? I mean, it is a historical day for the pod, a historical day for the franchise. I mean, again, we're used to by this time we're talking about, you know, we're already complaining about who, you know, how this roster needs to change over the next, before next season, right? Like, yeah. Um, you know, so it's a, an amazing time to be an LFC fan, um, to be able to watch that game. I mean, when, when a Poku put in that last goal, it just about scared my entire family because I was, you know, jumping up and down. My dog is panicking like something just went wrong. Um, you know, but again, an excellent, an excellent showing, you know, after, you know, after, our previous history heading into this game, right, was was a bit of a, a letdown, um, yeah. you know, going going up against the Seattle, and so again, I think the veteran leadership really showed their worth and their medal in this one because again, the way that this team handled themselves, um, again, in a, in a in a moment where you are expected to win, right, you are the favorite heading into this game, um, right, did 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 what they're supposed to. Right, and again, if this team simply does what they're supposed to, they're extremely hard to beat, especially at home. Yeah, an absolutely complete performance um, from them today, from from uh, Steve all the way down to the final sub. I don't know who the final sub was, but I just uh, incredible. Everybody had a, a great a great game. Um, and it really undid Austin in a way that I don't think anybody anticipated. Like you really got to tip your hat to, uh, to Chirundolo on this one because um, Austin were not only beaten but just completely shredded and also impotent. They, I mean, they couldn't get anything on goal. I don't even think they had a shot on goal. One by the end a of the single. game. A one single, single shot. shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just, just an incredible performance. Um, LAFC come out and, you know, the first, the first couple minutes are a bit testy and Austin's really pushing and LAFC eventually are able to settle in. And once they settled in, it became clear real fast what they were going to try and do, which was essentially play route one balls, right? Uh, and you're thankful to have a guy like Chiellini out there because that left foot is so perfect for this in so many ways where he can just he can play either diagonal run from the right or the left winger from that left center back spot um and they just kept finding Boanga and Vela and even Chicho over the top just running free um oddly enough they don't score from any of these chances but it was just like this every time LAFC would get the ball back, it would just go forward again. And Stuver's out trying to make her another heroic state, another heroic save. I don't know how many corners LAFC ended up taking, but it led to a ton of corner kicks and then they end up scoring on two of those. Um, the other thing that I like about this, Josh, is that it takes away their most dangerous attacker, right? Mm-hmm. Driussi can't get on the ball in the midfield because the ball's never in the midfield. It's just always being launched forward. And then counterpressed by Acosta and Sifu if we don't win it. Um, so Driussi was a, a non-factor might be an understatement here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he was a ghost, right? Like, yeah. you know, when they talk Happy about when they, right, they they often describe right the the number ten as as playing in the hole. Right? Yeah, but yeah. Darus, Darusi fell into that hole and then ne- just and was to never <laughs> just to, to never be to <laughs> never be found again. Yeah, because yeah. again he was he was just completely absent from the run of play. You know, like right. this for a team that's been hot for a team that's looked good. You know, over the last you know over the course of the season and again had had come into the bank had and beat us two one, right? Had just beaten us four one at in in Austin. Um. Yeah, I mean, had it not been for Stuver standing on his head, this is this game is out of hand in a hurry. So Stuver was no joke. Um, mm-hmm. I think seven or eight saves in this game, and and some of them big time. Sifu uh, hits the post on one of these 
Um, and so, I mean, there were, there were a ton of opportunities. It literally could have been seven or eight goals. Easy. Yeah. Um, so the, the t- final numbers, it was the shot total was 22 to seven um, with 10 on target for LAFC and one on target for, mm. um, for Austin um, possession numbers. We were up 51, 48, you know, um, corners. We took 11 to their five. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, a bunch of them were towards the end of the game where Ong's head is just standing in the corner and kicking the ball off of people um, yeah. smartly. Yeah. So again, but I mean, but it's, but it's all those little things, right? That, that's the reason why you bring in an Acosta. It's the reason why you bring in a Hollings head, you know, an Escobar, because in these, in these particular moments where you just have to kill a game off, like they're perfectly capable of doing just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first half, I think I think they only mustered one shot total, and it wasn't even that wasn't on target. Um, and, I mean, LAFC had just completely suffocated them. Um, they go into the half just one nothing, and honestly, at this point, I was a bit nervy because you we had left so many chances on the board, right? Like, I it could have it could have and should have been two three nothing already. Uh, if not for, you know, a couple missed passes, a couple of of finishes that aren't great and a couple of saves by by Stuver. Um Chicho Arango gets the gets the goal off a off a corner kick. And the movement from him here is really incredible. He just kinda high I think it's Jite that mm-hmm. is in a zone. He must be because he's facing the ball and not and not Chicho. And Chicho just kind of sneaks up behind him as the as like right as Carlos is is approaching the ball and then just jumps around him as the ball's approaching and it, it ends up wide open. I mean, just an incredible bit of movement in the box to get open, well-headed. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's the move that we've seen Chicharito make, right? Yeah. All the time, yeah. right? It's like, and you, you always wonder how the heck do the defenders, not, like how can you not stop that? Yeah. Right? But you almost, but because of his form, because of what you know he can do, right? You almost have to overplay the first move, and when he makes that first move, like to to like to the outside, you know, you see the almost an overcommit, and then he's just able to slip inside to just make get that just that little amount of space, right? It's just quick hezzy, and then back, and then just dip inside, and it's over, right? Like he's and he's gonna finish those. Yeah. And so again, like. It's it's you know he's he's continued to just con- silence critics such as myself. Again, I, I I truly wondered if he and Carlos could could figure out how to way to play together. But you know, full credit to him, full credit to Steve for being able to shift the attacking mindset from something that we uh, you know from a game from a game you know a game plan that we had become so accustomed to to something that looked again. Not completely dissimilar, but in in enough that, right? Like you said, that that it it's it's melded all this group together, yeah. Right and again, and when you add that piece of Buang, that you know that piece, like a Buanga who was just everywhere, yeah. Um, in that first half, immense, immense in this game. It's a shame yeah. he doesn't get that goal at the end because he deserved he deserved something on the score sheet. Yeah, I mean, again, like. The work that he puts in is is base is everything that you need to know about this game. Yeah, because you just see him again. Like he alone was base. It's it's a it's again like when you think like it's a, it's a press that includes Carlos Vela and Chijo Arango. It's not going to be the most intense press in the world. Nor were they really pressing all that hard, right? But he does so much. But I think you mentioned it when we were talking immediately after the game. And what they've done smartly, right? And and again, because you know something that I think I don't think Bob would have ever done because I think he was too idealistic to, you know, his style of play was that instead of demanding that every player just kind of chase after the ball incessantly, you've seen more of them set up these like like a half court trap, if you will, right? In yeah. or ha- ha- yeah. I don't know what the is there what the term would be in in soccer. I'm sure there's something that makes. I mean, oftentimes we'll just say funneling, like you just yeah. funnel the ball some somewhere, right? But it's like you're intentionally giving up this one side, right, to go towards 
you know, and this is what Chicho did well, right? Instead of Chicho being half the one to chase, he basically just funneled everything to, funneled everything towards Bowanga, where now he and Palacios can just wreak havoc, right? Yeah. And and Sifu yeah. on that same side, I believe, right, was also was uh-huh. also in there, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because on the opposite side, like then you had, and those guys can go that hard knowing that what's happened opposite of the opposite of that action is that Ilya and Acosta are sitting right behind it, and Vela's even dropped into the into the back half, you know, to just provide numbers, right? Yeah. So those guys can go a lot harder. Um, you know, Cheeky can push up higher on, on, on that press because he knows that, you know, that Sifu, you know, that Ilya is going to fill in behind him. And then, you know, then you'll see, it's like, again, I believe it's like a line of three where you see Ilya slide over, Acosta slide over, and then Vela drop down, right? To kind of build that next level, be, you know, behind that three, that, that pressing group. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to go back and, and look at like how their lines shape up. I mean, it really does seem like there's a couple pressing triggers. Like once a center back gets on the ball, it's Chicho Arango running and and funneling it towards the towards the left side of our formation where you're going to run into Boanga and Sifu. So once Chicho steps, it's just a matter of stepping and covering the next guy. So you see mm. Sifu and and Acosta stepping up to cover the next man. Um, but yeah, he's he, I mean. It essentially works like a like a sheepdog almost, where you just yeah. send Sifu, sorry, uh, Chicho to the correct side, and you just make sure they play the ball into that area. And I mean, a lot of the the other thing about this, and I don't think people realize this, you don't have to win in a press. You don't necessarily have to win the ball high up the field. It's awesome to do that because you can get right into the attack. But even if you just force a long ball and you have somebody like Chiellini on the back line, and this is one of those things, like, I love Eddie Segura, but he's a 5'7 center back. He doesn't win the amount of headers that Chiellini does, and especially when you put Chiellini and Murillo, those guys never want for position when there's a long ball in the air. If if you can force a long ball in the air, LAFC is going to win that ball and head it calmly into the midfield with those two back there. And Chiellini has all this experience just jockeying for position, getting right where he needs to be, and then the soft touch off that balding dome, right? Just mm-hmm. right into the feet of Elie or Sifu or Murray or Palacios, and the attack is off and running again. So in that sense, like you funnel possession to Boanga, they meet Boanga, get scared, dump it long, and Chiellini just jump starts the attack with a calm header. Well, um, and beyond that, there isn't there isn't that target striker that, you know, as Latan in the middle, that's going to make you right. work for it either. Right. Right. And, you know, and we'll get into the, uh, the, the next to the cup game, you know, in a little bit, but yeah. again, like there, there just isn't that guy. Right. Like I, again, I think to be fair, a lot of, you know, there's, there's only a couple freaks like that in the world, right. That, that are just capable of, of, giving your center backs that kind of trouble, right? Uh, yeah, Colin, somebody it, that can go up against two center backs and come away with the winner all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and you, and more often than not, if, if they're just purely, you know, they, like, uh, was it Yara from uh, Dallas, right? When mm-hmm. they brought him in, you know, that, that kind of does that same thing, right? He, you know, he's just there to win headers and drop balls off for, for the, for the, you know, for the runner. Yeah. But again, you're not, you're, you're just, there isn't that quality in the league that's going to trouble Murray or or Chiellini. I mean, for sure Chiellini, but Murray, even yeah. for that matter, is just excellent yeah. at winning those those balls. And they're they're now in sync enough to understand the positioning, right? Because I think in the beginning you start you saw a little bit of of issue where you know when when the first guy would go, the second center back would be a little bit too high. You know, we didn't know exactly where to you know where to go pick up that ball after that first header goes up. Today, you know, it seemed like if Murray was the first guy to the ball, Chiellini was right there on the yeah. second one, or Mind or yeah, yeah, or Ilya or Acosta is is there to just clean up, you know, clean that up. And again, and you if you can make force these teams to have to bypass the midfield, right, and play over mm-hmm. it, it's difficult, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and again, I think the 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 same somewhat of the same tactic worked well against the Galaxy too, where like you kind of just didn't let you know, you did your best not to let you know, Pooch get on the ball, you know, and and create, um, except yeah. for the you know the turnover that happens there. But 
yeah i mean you're in a good position here it looks good like they again it's it's hard to find any criticism with how they did it and you know even with ibiaga came into the game like yeah he has a little bit of a misstep there on the on the non-call um, a little bit of a misstep. <laughs> he conceded a penalty he conceded a penalty and lafc were very fortunate yeah, fagundes that- took a dive my 10-year-old... Bro, right, he stepped right, right on his foot. It's clear as day that he's on his foot. But then why is he grabbing the other shin? He's he's making a meal of it for sure. But like he steps on his foot like he takes him out. No. Like well, I know. But I think him, him grabbing the the wrong shin when he rolls over <laughs> is enough to tell the ref like, oh, yeah, no. He, he's trying to make the most of this one. And again... Yeah. You know, maybe you get the benefit of that there. Because that was the thing. Was like, like When I first saw it, I was like, oh, look, it's a penalty. But then... When he's rolling around grabbing the the not stepped on foot, like mm. again now now there's that seed of doubt in your mind. It's like, well, did he actually catch him, or is he really just trying to sell me on this one because, you know, it's not even the right foot. Yeah, I mean, I the still is all I needed to see. Like you see it once in full speed where Ibiaga doesn't come away with the ball, his foot comes in, and then you see the still of him planting his foot firmly on Fagunda's toes. And like to me, again, to me, it's just like that is a direct kick offense. So it's a penalty. Uh, Fagundes makes a meal of it because he has to. And that's, you know, uh, his boy band career is over. So uh, he, he's doing what he can. But I mean, he redeemed himself later in the game by with a nice pass to. Oh, just to a beautiful Obobu. assist to Quadwo Boku. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, the Ibiaga sub is puzzling. Is puzzling I mean, for from me. From what we, we understand, can... it's what he had to do. I mean, given you know, like you were saying, um, right? You there was a report from Delmi Barrios later on that he was a uh, precautionary given given yeah. an injury that I think he it's likely what kept him from starting the Galaxy game as well, right? And right. He's probably so, minutes for so for me, as I'm watching this, uh, of course, like as soon as as soon as Ibehaga comes on, it's like you text me, people are DMing me on Twitter, other people are texting me. Like everybody knows that I have a bone to pick with Sebastian Ibiaga, right? And that's fine. Like keep keep it up. I love it. I love that you guys listen to the show. Um, but then Twelman comes on and he says, "Oh, this is a tactical sub. He wanted fresh legs," is what is what he said. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, after what you just did to Austin in the first half, now you decide that you need fresh legs back there. Um, not not because of Ibiaga, not solely because of Ibiaga. But Austin spent a good 10, 15 minutes building their attacks again, kind of settling into the game before LAFC kind of took off with it. After that, after that, well, I guess they they got the own goal, right, off of Ruti's mm-hmm. face, which was perfect because Ruti's hurt LAFC in the past, like on random like random goals that he scored. So it was good to get some vengeance there. For the, for the bounce to go the other way for the first time yeah. ever. And then again, the penalty uh, non-call, which LAFC I think are fortunate. If you go down, if you if you concede a penalty there and go to two one, I think the last twenty five minutes of this game do end up a little bit different than they do. Um, yeah. So a bit of, a bit of luck on, and maybe a little bit of home cooking on on LAFC side there. And after that, it was kind of like, all right, we're we're good. Mahala scores, Bawanga scores at the death, and then it's called back because I think Apoku was offside and involved in the play before he got the ball or something. I don't know. Um, but then someone also pointed out, I think it was the same thing, right? It's like, yeah, if they missed the PK, they also were, um, they were also lucky to not get a uh, red card. Oh no, that was me. <laughs> that was, was it you? So Ragoni, Ragoni 100% should have received a red for charging at Palacio so far behind the ball. And it's, it's, so it's the reckless nature of the play where you're running your shoulder into somebody once the ball is already gone. Um, and then it's into his head. Like that is, that's a red card offense. Um, yeah. And that, I mean, there was, there was an, an Austin account that was basically like, you know, yeah, we can complain about that one, oh, okay. but yeah. Rigoni should have been gone as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day, it's probably a fair result is basically what, what, yeah. Their, I mean, it, the, the game, it didn't, it didn't hinge on those on two yeah. on those two things. Like it would have saying, opened the door a little bit more absolutely. for them. But and given um, LEFC's history, we would definitely would have been sweating bullets in that moment. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I tweeted out that I, was, that I was having heart palpitations as soon as I saw Ibiaga come on. Um, because, I mean, it wasn't three minutes later that he was caught up field on the left wing being dispossessed of the ball and then an attack coming right back down our throats. So um, hopefully Chiellini's good for next week. I, it was kind of interesting listening to a lot of the previews, and I think it was mostly national accounts talking about how Chiellini was never brought in to be a starter, and that might be all well and true, but I don't understand the idea that Giorgio Chiellini is not the locked-in starter on this team if he's healthy. Do you, I, don't I, think, I don't think he was brought in to play you know, away games at national, you know, on turf and all these different things, right? Like, got it. Yeah. Keelini yeah. was brought in specifically to get you to the cup. And that's what yeah. he's there for. Right. And again, maybe he couldn't go in that last one because they had to, you know, because of the way that the roster shook out towards the end there, it just didn't work out the way you wanted you. So you had to play him more than anticipated or whatever it may be. Right. But at the same time, I mean, you, you brought the man in to kill games off. And, yeah. You know, and, now, he did if it, and he's been doing it at the beginning of games. Yeah. If it's, if it's next week against Philly and at halftime, he says, I have tightness in my calf. Like he's playing the next 45 or until that calf is gone. Right. Like it's this, is, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the world cup in three weeks. Like, like Gareth Bale does like, this is it for Chiellini. Um, so he's I think he would probably. Field. I think he would probably would approach it as such as well. Yeah. Right? Like no, he's, he's he's yeah he's he's not coming off the field. He's he's not going to do that. I think this is a little bit precautionary, knowing the MLS Cup is on the horizon. Segura's not around, right? You, and his state seems to be uh, in question. So yeah, have we heard. Have we even heard what what what's going on? Is there was just anything? All, all I got. I think Delmi tweeted out that there was some sort of injury that they weren't, they were still trying to evaluate on Sunday morning. Hmm. So he wasn't added to the injury report, but they weren't sure what was going on with him. Okay. So, um, I mean, we, the one thing is, is again, you're not, you're, you can't count on him being available. Yeah. That's the one thing. And so at the same time, I think if, if the whole week was planned, expecting him to be at least in the 18, Right, like go Giorgio for sixty, and then yeah, yeah, him for thirty or whatever, and and, and that would have been, you know, it seemed like that was probably or forty five, forty five, whatever it may, whatever it was, you know, that seems to be, seems to have been the initial plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, obviously now you have a full week to prepare, and and you have that, you're gonna have that under, you know, that full that foreknowledge now to decide, you know, how you're gonna approach it. Right. Right. So I, I think again, I think you're in a little bit different situation heading into next week, just because you know more, right? Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna approach training a little bit differently, right? You're gonna lean on a guy like Chiellini's knowledge of how to how to get yourselves ready for a championship game, right? Because no one yeah. else has done it. Yeah. You know, so at least then that to me is the part I think where I stick. I just feel good about it because you have guys who have been there and done it before, right? Yeah, I mean, if LAFC play with the same amount of discipline and whatever the game plan ends up being against Philadelphia, which I think it has to be a bit different um, given the way they set up. Um, what If they if they stick to a well-thought-out game plan like today, they will roll over Philadelphia. That Now, there's a lot of conditions in there, so please <laughs> realize that I'm not, like, I'm not calling this one right now. but. Uh, they were so clinical in the way that they executed this game plan that I think if they can if they can replicate that kind of uh, performance where they stick to the plan, then then they have a great shot at doing this. Um, Philadelphia played NYCFC tonight uh, tonight, and for sixty minutes it was just kind of like back and forth, a lot of open play, uh, running up and down the field, not a whole lot of anything. NYCFC gets free on it's I, I would call it a transition moment, even though it starts with with Johnson's feet, uh, as it's a ball kind of like pinged into the midfield and NYCFC put together seven or eight passes and Maxi Morales ends up taking a shot from outside the box, go up one nothing. 
and then they just decided they didn't want to play an MLS Cup anymore. Like they they just quit, man. Um, and Philly just poured it on for about eleven or twelve minutes, scoring three goals. Um, what do you think about this matchup, Josh? Obviously, I think we'll probably come back and do a preview, but just like a little mini preview here. I feel better than about this game than I do either Austin or the Galaxy. You know, <laughs> okay. in a weird way. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um. Again, maybe it's just like you get that to get that monkey off your back, right? Of of just getting there, right? Is yeah. is a is yeah. a part of it. Um. But it's when you you know I think Gazdag is a great player. Mm-hmm. But is Gazdag Ricky Pooch? Right. 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 Carranza has been playing well, but he's been playing well as Derusi. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like that. And then, you know, and then you go back, you know, yeah, they have a, they have a, they have a Bedoya, right? Who's, you know, he's a good player, right? But mm-hmm. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't strike, strike the fear, fear in you the same way that yeah. some of these other guys do. Yeah. yeah and, again, and again, I will say their defense is stout, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Kai Wagner at, at left back. He's probably the best left back in the league. You know, that's not named Raheem Edwards, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> according to the, the broadcast team. Yeah. Um, I'm like, man, like, they're, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what they were, what they've been watching. But um, yeah, like, they, they got a solid defense. They're really well coached, right? Jim Curtin is, mm-hmm. a, is a great coach. Um, but, Again, like when you look at, you know, let's you you kind of go back and look at their, you know, their run of play over the last, you know, last couple of weeks. You know, it's been okay. Right? I mean, like they, you know, this this is the same team that that limped into the into the playoffs, right, and gave us back the, the shield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so again, have they figured a few things out? You know, down, you know, down the stretch here. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like I said, they you know they beat Cincinnati one nil. They beat. New York here, but I mean they got smoked for nothing by Charlotte. Yeah, drew Atlanta United right when it really mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so again, it, it's a it's a team. You know, I think when you when you're looking at the opposition, you you generally want to look at who can hurt you, right? Especially in Major League Soccer, where where the defense is largely an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Right, and so when I when I'm looking at that roster from from Philadelphia, I'm just again I I don't you know Gazdag yeah you got to account for him, but other than that, right work you know like Andre Blake has been you know playing in MVP caliber form to keep this team in it, right? But yeah. So I, I do think there's several things there that, that are important to note. I, I do agree that you don't really have the guy. Gazdag is, is the one, and I think he's, he's a bit of a revelation this year in that sense where he is, he is a guy that can hurt you. I think the way that they play um, accentuates that in a, in a way that is really quite brilliant from, from Jim Curtin where they play into those two strikers, right, who are going to occupy center backs. And then it's a dump off to, to Gazdag, right? Where, and he's able to, to free up and, and do what he needs to do, right? And if you leave Carranza to, to try and mark uh, Gazdag while you're, you know, while you're chasing Corey Burke or whoever it is on the other side, then Carranza is going to hurt you. So I think they just have three guys right there that can, that can do the job well enough. Um, and Gazdag's enough of a, enough of a threat to make you play him a little bit differently. Um, There are some interesting things about this matchup because the one thing that I'll say about a four diamond two for me, at least is that it does match up against a four, three, three in an interesting way when you're trying to press Uh, when Jim Curtin took over the union, a lot of people made fun of him for trying to press out of this formation. And I agree. It's, it's pretty unorthodox to try and press out of this rather than, drop into some sort of like four five one mid block or something like that. Um but or even a four four two, like just a straight four four two mid block. Um 
But when you think about the way that the four diamond two lines up against a four three three that's trying to build out, you have their two strikers on your two center backs. You have their ten on your six, six. and you have their eights who can come up and engage your fullbacks. And that basic back five is the basis for building out of almost any four-back formation, right? So in that sense, they can go man for man in your half in the press. And if they are better than you, which I don't think is the case across the board, maybe not anywhere. I mean, maybe Gazdag can chase down Ilya and hassle him. Um, but I think Ilya is also good enough in possession that it's not, that's not that big of a problem. But in that sense, they can force you to play those early balls in, right? One thing that I noticed when I was watching him today, and I, I definitely want to go back and do watch more film because it's hard to know just from one game, especially a playoff game where you actually do alter things to try and get a result. Um, they were happy to have their fullbacks back, like in a in a proper back four, even when defending high up the field. Um, what it does is it opens up a 2v1 on their mid on their number six, right? Because we have our two attacking mids that are unaccounted for and matched up on their six. Um, and then you're essentially three against four with your forwards against their back line. So you do have a slight numerical advantage there, but you have to, you have to rely on Acosta or Sifu to pull somebody out of, out of position. What I saw them doing a lot of is they would swing one fullback out wide to meet a winger on the ball and then stay in a tight back three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that kind of discipline is, is going to be important. But I think if you can get Vela and Acosta, or probably more importantly, Bowanga and, and Sifu combining down that, that side, 2v1, and then undoing them, I think you can beat them. Um, yeah. That's a really long, off-the-cuff, like trying to well, do X's and O's on a podcast. but For sure. But I mean, but I, th- I think if you look at, look at today's game plan, right, like, you're you're likely going to try and just bypass that press altogether, right? And and then it's something that we've that people had done against LAFC for the longest, right? You just play over the top of it, right? I, so I, I I think you can, but again, I, the problem is if they if they sit their back four back further mm-hmm. in that press and just kind of let the like just forcing long balls, you're going to have to win a ball. Granted. Again, they, they're going to have a numerical advantage where, like, if Bowanga goes up for a ball on, uh, who's their right back again? Can't remember his name. If he wins a header and knocks it down to Sifu, now you're good. Yeah. But if you're trying to play in behind, I don't know that you're going to get in behind like you did against Austin, who were just parting like the Red Sea um, to try and cover everybody back there. Yeah, because, I mean, like, when you look at, the was it the Charlotte game um when they got when they got beat I mean like part of it too was just like they're they're pushing numbers forward right and I think if you look at today in the second half like Philadelphia will try and get you know they, they're they're left back you know Kai Wagner wants to get forward they want to try and do their thing but they can be beat yeah in a yeah. hurry in transition too yep right and that's where I think you'll you'll start I think LA we'll look at a little bit of that because I think that's, I mean, that's, that's been what Steve's since the, the day he, you know, got announced as coach, right. It's like transition offense. Yeah. Right? Where can you create more tr- chances out of the transition? And a lot of it has been fine. Vela who's dropped in right in that, in a, in a four, five, one, who's going to hit a diagonal to, you know, to a streaking Buanga. Yeah. And then, you know, or to find Chicho who's going to knock it down or whatever. Maybe like I said, they, I just feel like this team currently has so much, so many ways to hurt you. And today yeah. was the culmination of all of it mm-hmm. kind of coming together from, from an offensive and defensive perspective. Yeah. What I will say about that specifically is today against NYCFC, and again, City is in a back three, right? They're, in a, they're mm-hmm. playing a 3-4-3. Three, three, so typically you will push your fullbacks higher to engage those wingbacks and make sure that you can pin them about midfield. Um, Philly was inverting their fullbacks or really overlapping their fullbacks with their shuttlers, the eights in the diamond, really early to the point where 
Bedoya is the one that's coming back off of Glesnes to pick up the ball and actually start shuttling forward. Like it's not even going out to a fullback. The fullback's already gone. Hmm. I I don't I didn't watch enough Philly this this year to know if like that's how Kai Wagner is getting so many assists because as soon as they win the ball, he just overlaps automatically and then the left sided eight comes back into that spot to shuttle. It could be, um, but if that's the case and you have Dennis Boanga against. Alejandro Bedoya, who I love, I love Bedoya. Like I loved watching him with the U.S., but he's not going to catch Bowanga at his age, and he's, he's coming off hurt. injuries. Right, he only made it half a game because of that yeah. hip injury, and that and team now, is a lot different with him off the field as a shuttler. They are, they are. I mean, th- there was like elation when Philly tweeted out that like he would be starting, right? Because it was like, oh, he's back. That's just, that's good. I think that's one of the reasons that they struggled. I think he was out against Cincy, wasn't he? Cincy mm-hmm. and... Uh, um, but he was out against Cincy, and then this yeah. is the next game. Yeah. They, because so, they really they just don't have a shuttler in the same way. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, that, that can do the same things that he does. Right. Um, in, that, in that diamond. Because, again, he came with... He came with... Uh, yeah, because I think you're, you're asking, like, Leon Flock to come in. You know, yeah. or in in this game, it wasn't it Corey Burke that came in for him, right? Uh, maybe I think Corey Burke was ended up the playing forward. up higher. They may have dropped somebody back, but yeah, yeah. Flock started, and then oh, Jack McGlynn. That's who it was. Oh right, okay, yeah. Um, again, n- no one that no one that you're shaking in your boots about, right? Because again, Bedoya is the one that actually does enough on the ball that gives you problems. And he's also the one that covers, and we talked about covering in, in a press, right? He's the one that really is the glue in that press mm-hmm. where everybody steps and he's got he's to read, okay, am I sticking with one of the attacking mids in this 4-3-3? Three, three? Am I swinging out to Diego Palacios, right? I mean, when you think about it, that, that triangle between Diego Palacios, Jose Cifuentes, and, and Denny Boanga is... It's that's a nightmare for two for two guys like Bedoya and again whoever the right back is. That's a nightmare. That's a three v two you do not want to be in the middle of. Yeah. So. No, and again, I. Yeah, I think that's probably. I, I just feel like that when you look at the completeness of the teams, again, yeah, like Phil, Philadelphia has a bunch of guys who come in and do their job, right? It's lunch yeah. lunch pail football. Uh, to a certain degree, but again, the blue collar workers—is that—is that what you're doing right now? <laughs> I mean, that—that's their mantra. Right? Well, the team did, is, did you the see team... that? Did you see that news report though, where there was like a there was a reporter out on the street and she's like interviewing Philadelphia fans after a Phillies game, and they're like, "Yeah, the 76ers are playing well. The Phillies are going to the World Series. The Flyers are doing this, whatever, right?" And then, uh, and then the reporter says, "Yeah, and the Union too, right?" And the two girls are just like, the, u- the union? What? And she's like, she said something like, yeah, we support blue-collar workers or something. Like, she didn't know who the union were. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, again, I mean, it's just, when you, the, I mean, again, the, the little roster builds for both teams are just miles apart. Yeah, right? yeah. It does bother me a bit when they're like, oh, it's about, because again, the best thing that LAFC did in, this, in their current roster build was not bringing the superstars, right? That just happened because, you know, by chance to be a, to a certain degree, yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. this team, to almost was at its best, right? When it when it was just, again, it was what you had that midfield trio of again, kind of what it's basically everyone, um, but Buanga, mm-hmm. right? And they look good, yeah, right for the most part. Like they were beating teams, you know, like you went on your run. The early summer before fading out, you know, towards the, you know, towards August or whatever, but you know, again, it's the it's the it was the you know the Maxine Corpose, it's the Costas, it's the Hollingsheads, it's the Escobars, like those types of guys is why, you know, why this team. Yeah, I mean, it's the signings that you and I've been asking for forever since right? Beta left. That the guys that are going to stick around in MLS because they are 
good, solid players that you can count on week in and week out to do the right job. Um, and then you sprinkle in some star, some star power around them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and Philadelphia has done that from day one, right? They just haven't had that that star power to add on to add on to it. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like you said, it'll be obviously they're gonna they're gonna play it up a certain way, but you know, to be fair, I think both teams deservedly because of the way that they built their rosters, because of the way that they've gone about their businesses yeah. here, deserve to be where they're at. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. We haven't talked about it, but uh, Jakob Gleznes, who uh, scored an absolute stunner against LAFC a few years back, right? They've got who's the defender of the year this year. I think Jack Elliott was up there. Was he nominated for defender of the year? Every time I look at him, I'm like, how is that guy on a side? Like, if it were me up against him, I'd just lightly go shoulder to shoulder and he yeah. would fly off of me, right? Because he's just so scrawny. But then you have Andre Blake back there who's um I, I still I still don't believe all the hype on him. I think he's a great goalkeeper. Um but I um clearly one of the best in MLS. So there there is you are gonna have to work hard similar to how you did against Austin to actually mm-hmm. put the ball in the back of the net, right? Because Blake is going to do stuff similar to or better than Stuver did today. Yeah. I mean, again, like Philadelphia is only in this position because Blake has played as well as he has. Cause if you go back to definitely the, that Cincinnati game, like had, if he's not standing on his head, Cincinnati wins that game like three yep. nil. Yep. Um, you know, and so again, for, for, you know, for LFC fans wanting to kind of take a look at something that may be the game that you want to kind of look at, because again, yeah. if, especially if Bedoya is not, not and we know he's not 100% healthy but if you want to look at what what undid them a bit right um yeah and that's a team that has you know was it Matt Miazga and Haglin at the back right it, and yeah. Lucho Costa you know is is pulling the strings and again was just giving giving Philadelphia fits for the majority of that game yeah i think there's probably three games that i'll go back and watch for our preview um I'll probably watch the Cincy game, the Charlotte game to see what they did to undo them. And then one of the games from back in July, August, when they were just, it was like six, nothing, seven, nothing, six, nothing. Right. One of those where they put up a touchdown on somebody to see when their attack is flying. Uh, what is it about it? That, that what's, what's going on? How do you stop it? And whatever. But yeah, I mean, cause it's funny. Cause like after that, you know, like I said, they beat the rapid six, nothing. One, but the Rapids had a red card in that game, um, and they're also the Rapids, mm-hmm. who did wear a shell of what they looked like last year. Well, um, we took their best midfielder and we traded them a not so great midfielder, who they then let go to Toronto. So yeah, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I, the the Atlanta game is also one that you kind of want to, you know, the draw they drew there. Yeah, yeah. And Atlanta made it really difficult, and Atlanta's built similarly to LAFC, obviously, like. Right they haven't quite been able to put together and you know but i'm uh, gonna go ahead and shut something down you know what no 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 bad juju no bad juju we'll talk about that later so you probably know exactly where i'm going but yeah um but yeah i mean again like you said i it's it's just weird because again like i'm so used to coming to again not necessarily again i think we all are waiting with bated breath rather than being overconfident in this situation it's like i don't I don't feel not confident. Yeah. Right. If that's yeah, I think it's just a, you can go into it thinking, all right, we could win this. It mm-hmm. could go wrong. Philly could come out and have one of those <laughs> massive games. Absolutely. But to um, me, it's like if LAFC, LAFC plays looking... their game, you know, if they play, if they do their thing, Philadelphia's going to have a hard time beating them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they I, haven't. I mean, yeah, I think who you're confident they played you have in a the... fair shot at winning. Yeah. yeah. And who have they played in the East that really you're like, Okay, I don't want to go is... there. Bad juju. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be careful. We're not gonna, we're not gonna jinx anybody on this show. We're just gonna let it play out. Even though I think your head's in the right spot there, Josh. Mm-hmm. All right, some questions here. Mike Oxlong at three deuce five deuce. Denny really changed his team. Major props to the coaching staff. Yeah. I, um. 
we've talked about it before, but he's kind of like if you took Brian Rodriguez and Dio and Diego Rossi and mashed them all together, he's the amalgam that results. Yeah. And it's like, this is, this is what you've been looking for to be opposite of Carlos. It would have been awesome to have something like this a little earlier, but um, the way that they've got him to start performing is, is really quite remarkable. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking for a guy that's going to carry this team forward, I think, I think you've, you've probably found him. Yeah, absolutely. The next cornerstone of this team. Donuts at Steely Zidane. Uh, LAFC with the counterpress masterclass suffocated every Austin attempt to play out of the back. Great effort from everyone today. Yeah, I mean, we kind of already talked about this. Um, I, I love when people pick up on this stuff too. Um, but the way that they funneled with Chicho, like gave, I feel like they gave Chicho instructions that he could understand just fine because we know he's not the greatest defender. But like, dude, just sheepdog it to one side of the, of the field. And let let Murray and Chiellini just scoop up those those long balls. Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about it earlier. He's he just did everything you could have asked for, right? And setting up that trap again, it's going to look a little bit different against against Philadelphia, and, and again, maybe even a bit more reserved. But again, I think you know, yeah, like I see, the, this team is is just. And has is built to beat you in multiple ways, right? And yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, Sam Lehman at Sam is a lawyer. When Cheeky was laid out around thirty minutes in, I had a realization that for me, he's been a top two or three guy for us over the course of the season. Where do you rank him? Is Saturday likely going to be his last match in the black and gold? Why don't you take a swing at this one first? Mm. I mean, he's just looks so much better. From yeah. last year to this year, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's the you know kind of where you have to start. Um, it's he's also not what... playing in, in a back three, right? He's not playing at wing back like he's playing as a proper fullback, yeah. or he's not playing the six. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like right. him there though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, he's he's always been a ball winner, right? That was the one you know. Even his whole highlight reel was specifically him just winning, yeah. winning balls back and those kind of things. You know, so again, you get that from him, and again, when you when you add him to that to that triumvirate with him and and Buanga and Sifu, Sifu. and yeah. it's just again, like it's it's nasty, right? It's we a haven't lot to seen deal with. we haven't seen anything like that since it was, you know, Latif and and Mac, you know, in in that in, in that first in before people figured out what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. And realized that you could just play over the top of it. Um, this one's a little bit harder because again, I think the 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 players behind are just so much more are so much more adept at stepping up and being in the right position to help support it as well. But specifically for Cheeky, um, he's found the service right. There's still obviously some things, but again, there's always a market for left backs. I think him going to the World Cup, if he's able to, if yeah. he plays a fair amount of the World Cup and 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 gets and gets more shop window time. He'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll get sold to Europe. Yep. You know, and again, and maybe that makes some, some, gives you some decisions to make. But again, because I think he's a U, um, U22 player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's going to be a couple of things that you're going to, you've had to figure out because now you have to make decisions on, on Hollingshead and Escobar as well. Um, Oh, Hollingshead is back. Yeah. The question no just question is, like, does he come back there and left? And then, then with Escobar's health issues, do you figure out something there or whatever it may be? You know, and obviously this yeah. is a conversation we're going to have in the, you know, we're going to have this show, you know, in about two weeks time or three weeks time, something along that line um, when we hit, head into the off season. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say I think the, the World Cup, the question of whether or not he'll be here next year is, is less dependent on what happens tomorrow and more dependent on what happens in a month. A hundred percent. Yeah. I th- and I think, I think you're also right. If he plays even a fair amount, teams are going to see that there's something there. Even, mm-hmm. Like he, Ecuador can play three matches, lose all three, and teams are going to pick up on him specifically. You're, we know that Europe is already aware of him because we had to sign him away from 
the Barcelona B squad, right? Um, so it, top two or three, I, I don't know. I'd probably put, um, I'd probably put Chicho at the moment. I'd probably put Chicho, Boanga, Ilie, and either Mario or Chiellini ahead of him in terms of like importance to what we do. And then the other problem is like we all know what happens to this team when the midfield when any of those starting midfielders isn't there. So it's it's tough to it's tough to say to be honest. Yeah, and um, and the team has looked good when when Hollingshead plays the left too, right? So yeah, yeah. That I mean, yeah, and that maybe that speaks more to Hollingshead, you know, Hollingshead talent as opposed yeah. to that of you know what you know not that, that I don't think that that denigrates cheeky any of it. Just how good. Longside has been. Yeah, and I yeah, I think I think overall it's just a kind of like the spirit of like he is probably underappreciated because there is so much else going on around him that he kind of has some some rather understated performances that are actually pretty important to what the team does. Mm-hmm. All right, Somber Amarath, this is how you win. Yeah, solid game plan, perfect execution. From zero to ninety. Like just Incredible all the way through. Yeah. I mean, I think you know us, we have no problem calling out things when we see it. But again, this yeah. is one that's hard to complain about very much. Again, Ibiaga coming on, right? And they still didn't concede a goal after he came on. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, 33W, Cheeky's, uh, Cheeky is immense. The, the way that he completely locked down the left flank is incredible. So, this is something we talked about, right? That they would have to build through Fagundes. Um, not Ethan Finley or Ragoni on the other side, um, because Palacios was over there and, and he did he did a great job at at locking it down. I think you see Ragoni take a, a fair amount of frustration out on out on him early in the game, and uh, he came back and did his job for the rest of the game anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 great to see how how far along he's come under the tutelage of Steve, right? And again, I think if there's, if there's a coaching job that we can point to, that's probably the one, right? In terms yeah. of how well he's progressed from, from last year or the year before. And mm-hmm. so, again, he looks, he looks the, he looks the part, looks like a complete player. And so again, you know, like I said, well, the future, the future is exciting one way or another for him. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse at Space Echoes Jess. Opoku and Chiellini were great and should probably star in their own sitcom together. Also, would watch. Josh, if Chiellini and Opoku have a sitcom together, what con- what are we talking about? Give me a give me a comp here. Mm. I want to say, what is it? The uh that Rob Deerdeck fantasy factory show? It's like him Robin Big. <laughs> Okay, so more of a reality show then, okay? Yeah, I just want to see okay. those two. Like, I want to see a show of Apoku trying to show Chiellini around L.A. Like, yeah. Give, like, they, he takes him on a tour and tries to show him, you know, what things to do. Yeah, yeah. What, is, what does Apoku take Giorgio Chiellini to do in L.A.? Drink boba? <laughs> I just have this... I. This is completely unfair, but like Apoku is just a kid, right? Yeah. Uh, not from LA, so it's like, Giorgio, let me show you the Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> like, let's go to Venice Beach, Giorgio. Like, just kind of like cliche things, right, about LA. Um, let's go to Randy's Donuts, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, I just imagine it would be very uh, kind of cliche things that that they would be doing together, but it would be entertaining because there's like such personalities, such unique personalities yeah. to the both of them. But. I mean, again, and, and I will say that one of the, the greatest things that I've seen this season is how the veteran talent, and again, this, this speaks to even Gareth Bale, right? Have, have unlocked a Poku. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, I just don't see him progressing this way under Bob. No. Right? I think, no. I think he look, you know, I think he'll press very well under Bob, right? And you'll see some of those things. But for him to have that that level of confidence to take big shots and big moments at the hustle because he knows, you know, and then to have the confidence of Carlos Vela, of Gareth Bale, you know, like how many times have you heard, you know, in, in post-game interviews, him basically like, yeah, they keep telling me to shoot, so then I shoot, 
right? Yeah. You know, much sometimes to our chagrin, right? Because he's like the first half of the season was him just, you know, dribbling into a wall, yeah. right? But to see where that's come now, like I said, the move, you know, again, the it's a bad hop for the defender on mm-hmm. his goal. But for him to take that one down and, and just put it on frame is, you know, again, speaks to the, the how much he's grown. As a he only scores bangers. Oh, he only scores bangers. It's like uncanny. It's like nine, nine, ten, eleven goals this season. Bangers, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but under I mean, Bob, we we all know we all know where he was destined to play under Bob, and it was as a midfielder. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> what Bob would have done. bring him back so he can press, right? But it's like <laughs> he, you know. But it again, like he only scores bangers, but it's, it's because he's always putting himself into position. Yeah, right? it's like you can't, yeah. you can't, then you know, like the 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 final ball, right? As a as a passer was in there, right? Like. Do I want him being the one that squares one that's trying to square one to Chicho for the for the winner? Probably not. I but, want him getting loose. Yeah. But thing. to be the one that makes the run that opens up Buanga. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like it just again, it's 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 awesome. Yep. All right. Uh next one is from Tom Camilleri. Finally, they got they got to the fireworks factory. That might have been the best game LAFC has played in its history. Hopefully next Saturday is even better. Yeah, I mean this is this is a top performance from this team, um, and hopefully they can repeat it. I agree. Yeah, it's professional through and through. You know, like I said, and given get the reason why you bring in those guys and the way you build the team the way you did is is it's an all in moment for a team that understands what's in front of them. Yep. Uh, next one is from Ben Cox at Sir Bensington. It's a GIF of. Maxi Ruti doing his famed Archer celebration, the Bone Arrow celebration. Um, thanks for the goal, Max. That was very kind of you. Target. He was right on target. I mean, just right off his face, Walker Zimmerman style goal. Like just, <laughs> oh man, just I mean, brutal for him. And he, you, he just like goes down to the ground and lays there. Like you know exactly what's going through his head. He feels so dumb, but. I was, I, uh, I great thought, service from I Carlos. I was so confused. I thought Carlos had just about to score an Olympico. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what had happened, right? I mean, the ball gets whipped in at pace and then it goes off of somebody's head and then you see the net shake and uh, Maxi's on the ground. It looks like somebody may have flicked it on. It looks like one of our guys may have headed it over, maybe Sifu. Then the camera pans back to Carlos and I was like, wait, I thought Carlos took it. Did he actually get the header? I, yeah. I couldn't tell. But, like the way that they were showing it was like you said, seemed like Carlos was the one who finished. Yeah, it, right, right. And then like guys are lifting Carlos up. Like, who knows? Who knows? Okay, next one, Christopher Colonna. Uh, jobs not finished, one hundred percent. And you heard it from the team. Like they're they're fully cognizant of they're what's in. in front of them. They're locked in. It's, Again, go it's, back and listen. Go back and listen to that Max and Vince interview with Ilya, like where he talks about being able to lift and touch a trophy if you win this game today but that it's not over and it's not like they're that's not what they're concerned about at all yeah i mean they're they're in the lebron zero dark 30 mode right yep <laughs> locked in all right this is a this is a, a fun one jared at lefcista long time listener first time tweeter thanks for coming aboard here jared surprised we played to the 3252 in the first but made sense since the sun was hitting that side Good to try and strike early with their with the sun in their eyes. Could have won by more if only Stuver's seven saves. Also, Boanga's worth every DP dollar. Yeah, I I don't know if they would like lost the toss or won the toss. I didn't hear. I did that. I did think it was weird that we were attacking into the thirty two fifty two on uh, to start the first half. I would assume that indicates that they lost the toss, but like Jared said, it did work out. So yeah, sometimes those things. Again, those those decisions play strangely in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, like we said on the previous show, it was important for them to get out ahead and score an early goal, um, because I think that that stopped kind of that initial onslaught from Austin, right? And then made them change what they did coming out in the second half. So they this is one of those times where Steve's able to stay ahead in the chess match because they score early. So. Yeah. I didn't, <clears throat> I don't think Austin was prepared for LFC to come out and play on the front foot as no, much as they did. No, I don't think so. 
I think they thought they were going to get a little bit of what happened in the Galaxy game where they, they're a little bit more passive. They sit back a little bit and then turn it up. Yeah. Right. The, the MO from this team to a certain degree has been to kind of survive and then pour it on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, especially early on in the season right, where they would just pour it on the second half. But yeah. Um, yeah. This, this, it's a different team when you have Bonga. <laughs> just put it that way. Completely changes it. Completely changes it. All right, so we will be back sometime, hopefully in the middle of the week, to do a little preview for you, and then Saturday night to wrap up the season, hopefully hoisting trophies. You can follow the show at CounterPress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAFC Josh on Twitter. All right, we'll talk to you all in a few nights. 